Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we've got another special one. Today, I'm joined by current TCU cornerback Marvin Covington. Marvin, how are you doing, my guy? And I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Mason, I'm good. Appreciate you for having me on here. Now, Marvin, like we always do with these interviews, let's start off, you know, kind of just simple and let the people get to know you a little bit. So tell you know. Let us all know where you're from, you know, how you got into football and just like a little bit of your, you know, background. Um, so uh, I'm from Houston, Texas, but um really I've, I've really been moving around like all my life. My stepdad was in the military, so you know, we did a lot of moving from state to state, but um I went to three different high schools, three different middle schools, and three different elementary schools. So Oh shoot, okay. Yeah, it's kinda ironic, but um yeah, I I started my uh I, I'll say I started I started playing football when I was about five, but I was playing all sports at the time. And then it wasn't until like my sophomore year in high school, really my junior year, when I finally decided I'm going to just stick with just football. I got you. So was that like when you kind of started getting a lot of attraction from like scouts and stuff? Or was it more just, you know, that's what you do you wanted to do in the future? Yeah, it was kind of just one of those things where I just had to narrow it down and focus on one thing. I got you. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about your high school career. So obviously when you look at like any type of recruiting page and stuff like that, you know, three-star recruit, top 100 player in the state of Texas, what kind of pressure does that put on you? Especially, you know, cause obviously at that time you're a kid and you know, you're getting, you know, you have, you have all these high expectations. So what kind of pressure does that put on you to, you know, perform at a certain level, especially in high school? Um, I mean, as far as like the pressure, it was more just like, I, I haven't really been one to be under the spotlight. So it's kind of just going to do my normal thing, just go out there and perform at the best of my ability and put on a show for the people who's out there that's watching. No, nah, I got you. I absolutely respect it. So uh, what high school are you actually from? So you're, I guess you could say your last high school that you went to. Uh, Mansfield Lake Ridge. I'll say oh, that okay. was when I graduated from. Oh, okay. So, so you're, so you're kind of familiar with the whole DFW area though, too. I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. So, um, I talk a little bit about some, you know, like your first couple offers. So if you remember, do you remember what your first offer was when you were uh, in high school? Yeah, my first offer was, uh, well, actually, technically, my first offer was um, Bethel. Bethel College was like a small school in Kansas. Oh, okay. um, My like first real big offer was Miami. Damn. So you got the Canes as your first offer. Okay. I know it was crazy. So, so how did that feel? You know, because was Manny, yeah, Manny Diaz was the head coach at the time, right? Whenever mm-hmm. you got offered, okay. So, what was it kind of like? You know, just realizing like, oh shoot, I'm actually about to get up to the you know Power Five rankings in college football. Man, considering like how my my um journey went, I mean, it was it was like life changed, like almost shocking. Like, like I, when I was on the phone with the coach and the DB coach, and uh, he was. Let me know you wanted to offer and all this good stuff. You know, I was about ready to tear up because, you know, it's my senior year in high school. You know, I didn't have no offers really at the time. And um, they came came at me with an offer and it kind of just changed the whole whole aura of my senior year. And see, and that's why I like getting a lot more of the underdog players on, you know, here on the Cover 7 podcast because y'all's stories are a lot more interesting and they're a lot more genuine than some of these, you know, huge five-star guys, whatever, that have been given everything throughout their whole high school career. And it's kind of cool to, you know, hear about, 
you know, how much work you had to put in to get up to this level. And I mean, yeah, you're at the highest level of college football, but at the same time, it took, you know, countless days, weeks and months to get to this level. So that's really cool that we're able to kind of like get like, for, especially for like the average fan, because we don't really understand the type of work that y'all put in because we only see it on Saturdays, really. So right. being able to kind of, you know, y'all tell us this stuff, especially even in high school, because. I mean, people don't understand high school football is some of the toughest football you will ever play, especially when you're at a, you know, solid high school. Oh, so, yeah. But no, I mean, so so after you got that Miami offer, did the other offers start to roll in? Because I saw you got offers from Mississippi State, Houston, Tech, Baylor. Was it kind of like like a snowball effect where they all started just to come in one after another? Or was it? Yeah. Time? I'm sorry, but um... – yeah, they just, you know, once I had got that Miami offer, you know, week by week, another offer would pop up. I got you. So so when it came time to deciding where you were going to go to college, was it like a no-brainer or was it something that you genuinely had to think on for a while? Because I know with some players, whether they've got ties to a school and stuff, it can actually be kind of a difficult situation because, you know, you feel at home with this program, you feel at home mm -hmm. with that program, and it's kind of, you know – you're, t you're tied to both. So how did that whole process go? And, you know, who were some of your finalists to land you? Um, It was kind of difficult because, you know, at the time when I was getting offered and all that good stuff, like after the season, you know, this was during COVID. So um, we weren't really to go on any visits or anything like that. So it's kind of like I just had to like just free balling and just say, you know, this is where I'm going without even really knowing like where I'm going, like what it's going to be like, stuff like that. But um, as far as like what, what factored into it, I mean, just the relationship with the coach, you know, um, I, I factored in my my family, you know, I didn't want to be too, too far, but I, you know, again, I did want to have, have my own space, you know, be have, have a little distance between us, but um, I mean, it wasn't really too much that went into my decision. I kind of just picked TCU because, you know, I even, I came to a game, um, I want to say like my junior year, I came to a game, you know, I was feeling the environment, you know, stuff like that. And then once I got offered, I was like, you know, TCU might be a good just a good choice. Hey, I absolutely respect it. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, we have you. But I got to ask, what game was it that you went to? Because you said during your junior season. So that was the 2019 season, right? Um, Yeah, it was uh, uh TCU versus um LA Tech. Oh, okay. So a lot of tech. I got you. So that was that final uh, – that was like that was that COVID makeup game. I remember that. That was, yeah. I mean, considering you know, obviously LA Tech's not like the biggest program, but even then, we still do show up and everything like that. But I mean, I'm glad you ended up becoming a Horn Frog. But uh, so just kind of one last thing, really, when it comes to, like the recruiting side. So what were like the final schools? So you know, like how some players they got like a top three, top five. What was your kind of like top three at the end of the day? Um. My top three was, I think, I want to say TCU, Baylor, and um, what was that? Oh, uh, U of H. Houston, oh, okay. University of Houston, yeah. So you wanted to stay home pretty much. You knew that you wanted to stay in the state of Texas. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, hey, all those programs are good. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know. Being TCU fan, a little biased. Definitely glad you didn't go to Baylor, but U of H is definitely a program that's kind of on the rise. But anyway, enough about that. Let's talk a little bit more about you. And obviously, I know this past season you did redshirt, correct? Mm -hmm. But uh, so, so kind of what was it like? Because you did actually get some game time too. You played in about I think three games or so. So what was it like? You know, coming into your 
true freshman year of college and actually getting some game time in your first year? Because a lot of guys that I've talked to and stuff like that, they didn't even play the first couple of years. So so how was that kind of experience, especially playing, you know, in the corridor? It was, I mean, it was it was it was kind of like electric, you know, because it was a completely different game speed, you know, from high school. Um, just like being out there on the field just kind of felt like this, <clears throat> this is what this is. Excuse me, sorry. This is where I want to be, and um, I'm trying to, you know, stay on the field, work, get on the field. But um, I mean, j- just getting that little experience that I did get, I appreciate it because it showed me the game speed. Like, because in my head, I was thinking before, you know, the game speed might can't be that much different from high school, this and that. But you know, until you actually touch that field, that's how you, that's how you can tell the difference in the game speeds and. In the in the um the different the different levels and in competition and, and you know stuff like that but um yeah I was I was very appreciative to to even touch the field my redshirt freshman my redshirt year so and it's kind of yeah. cool I'm glad that they like changed that whole redshirt rule where it's like if you play I think under four games or you play four games and then redshirt you know you're eligible to still have that redshirt so you're not you know wasting a year of eligibility because before. I mean, you played a single snap, that redshirt completely gets off your name. So that's, I mean, honestly, I'm glad because, and another thing, when I look at this roster and I look at TCU, especially the secondary, I mean, you're going to become the lead guy here in a couple of years easily because, you know, guys like Travius, Noah, CJ, they're all going to pretty much be gone after this year. So you're kind of going to be have, not necessarily having to fulfill their shoes, but you're going to have to, you know, be put into that position as being one of the top corners. So, what type of mentality are you kind of taking away from the fact that, you know, obviously this year you kind of get another year to sit behind and learn a little bit from these guys that are potential literal first round picks. So how's that kind of helped you and, you know, kind of your mental when it comes to knowing that, Hey, you know, I get another year to kind of quote unquote red shirt. And then the following year I can be able to really ball out and kind of take that full role. Um, I look at it like, you know, uh, I could use that. I mean, it's helping me really, you know, being behind those guys and, you know, listening to them and taking notes from them and trying to learn as much as I can from them because, you know, they, like you said, they, they, they've been here for a while, you know, uh, a year or two, you know, they're going to be gone and, you know, I'm going to be the next to step up. But um, right now, you know, I'm keeping a mindset of just learning, just trying to learn as much as I can before it's my time, you know, my number to be called and step up. So, I mean, for those guys, uh, man, just learning. Learning really is all I can say. I was about to say, because, I mean, those are some guys that you really do want to kind of learn from because Noah, who's been there since 2018, Travis, who's been there since 19. I mean, these guys obviously are veterans and, I mean, they're solid cornerbacks. So how has it kind of been learning from those guys and some of the, you know, tools that they've given you for when it is your time to take over? I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it, it has been a little difficult, I'll say, because, you know, we're all different calibers of corners. You know, we all play corner differently. You know, Trey, Trey plays corner more like a little finesse, you know. Noah has the, the long arms, the long legs, you know. He can keep up and run with anybody. So, you know, learning from, from you know, the, the different guys and getting different things from each other, you know, trying to put it all together into my technique. Um, I will say it has been a challenge, but, you know, every day, every day is, is another day to get better at it. Hey, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, you know, you got your own type of skill set. And that was another and that kind of led into the next question I was gonna ask. So I mean, you're literally on a roll right now. 
I was about to ask, so what player do you feel like, whether it's past, present, or anything like that, what player do you feel like you mold your game around? Like, you know, whether it's NFL or past college player or anything like that, what player do you feel like you kind of molded your uh, play style around? I mean, honestly, I haven't really been one to say um, this is the type of player I want to play like, you know, because I'm kind of one of those those guys, you know, I, I like to learn a little bit of everything. I like to get to know uh, ins and outs of the whole position, you know, because, again, corner can be played many different ways. And watching all the guys that's in front of me play it differently, it kind of puts all those tools in my toolbox for certain situations, you know. So, like, you know, I might go against a, a small, fast guy, you know. I can't be as aggressive. I have to be more patient, you know, use my feet, slow them down with my feet, you know. And there's some guys you kind of got to use your hands with, but – I mean, as far as somebody that I could say, like, you know, that can mold, that I would mold my my type of game into, I mean, it, it, it would probably have to be Noah, you know, because he, ha- he has okay. those long arms, and, you know, he, he he's, he's really tough, um, strong, and, you know, he, he, he he's not afraid to put his hands on a receiver. So I would say I, I'm kind of liking that, that lane because, you know, I, I like to put my hands on receivers, you know, I really don't really don't like to allow free releases like that. But, you know, some some guys, you just got to use your feet more than your hands. I got you. Yeah, and I mean, that's a good – I mean, that's a good answer. I mean, obviously, you've got your own skill set. But – and another thing I want to ask, too, are you are you more of an outside corner or are you more of a slot corner or a nickel corner? Uh, I've been playing – I've been playing uh, outside since okay. I've been at TCU, but I have played inside before. Okay, so, like, if you needed to say it's third and two, right, and, you know – say CJ or one of those guys is out and you need to step up in the slot, you'd absolutely be ready to get in there and, you know, Man. prevent them from getting that first down. I'd be ready for sure. Hey, I got you. I, hey, got to keep that mentality, you know, next man up. Sure. But uh, the next thing I want to ask also is, so you were recruited by Coach P and his staff, right? And I know you, yes, and I know you didn't, you know, you weren't with him for the longest time or anything like that. Like some of the guys I've talked to, but Definitely. What was kind of your reaction when you did hear that Coach P was going to, re- you know, resign and, you know, that Jerry Kill would become the interim head coach? Um. So, I mean, that that during that time period, you know, it was kind of crazy because, um, you know, it's my first year, my first year of college, um, college football at that. Um, but, I mean, during that time period, it was kind of, kind of, kind of scary because, you know, I didn't know what what really could happen or what was going to happen, you know. All I knew was Coach P was going to be leaving and Coach Kill was stepping up to um, fulfill his spot for a while. And then Coach Kill announced that he would be going to New Mexico and stuff like that. It was kind of just – it was kind of scary because, you know, I didn't really know what what could possibly happen. You know, I didn't know if if Coach Dice was coming in with a whole new squad, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was just – a I lot of say, uncertainty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just a lot of uncertainty, especially for like a a a, a newcomer, you know, a freshman. I like, couldn't, yeah. I I couldn't imagine. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to butt in. I couldn't imagine, you know, being a freshman and going into your first year of college, you know, being under a legendary head coach like Coach P, and then he announces that he's leaving, and you're like, oh shoot, you know, what do I do from this point on? Because obviously, right. whether it's like that in NFL or like in college, a lot of times when there's a new coach and coaching staff. There's normally a new set of players that comes in, and then you're like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do from this point on? Which also kind of does lead into another question I want to ask is, 
did you already know that you were going to want to stay at TCU or are you kind of debating on transfer now? And if you don't want to answer that, that's perfectly fine. I understand that. But, you know, did you were you kind of, you know, weighing your options and, you know, saying, oh, shoot, maybe I should go to another program or did you know you wanted to stay in Fort Worth? No, I was I was 100 percent set on stand because, you know, it wasn't I mean, I'll, I'll say it wasn't really too much new to me, you know, because coming from the background of three different elementary schools, three different middle schools, three different high schools, that adaptive personality trait that I inherited throughout those years, it was kind of just like, you know, just, just stay here and work, you know, keep your head down and work while you're here with the new staff. You know, if anything, it's a fresh start, clean slate, and you really get to, you get another shot at it, you know? So that's kind of how I looked at it. It's kind of how I went about it and, you know, it was doing well so far. Hey, and I respect that because, I mean, as you know, obviously being in college football, you know, the landscape's kind of changed where now it's more of a, okay, if I don't start my first year, I'll just transfer out and go somewhere else. So it's good to at least know that you have that mindset and you're willing to be able to sit back and learn and then be able to take over. Because in my opinion, I think you're going to be a stud for us. Like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm interviewing you and stuff. I mean, genuinely, you know, your play style fits this this team. And I'm super excited because we've always been the type of school that will take – you know, kind of the smaller corners, not like the six three, six four guys. We'll take some of the, you know, with Trey obviously being five nine. You know, you're five eleven. Mm-hmm. Noah's like a little bit over six foot, but we dominate like that, and it's kind of always been our play style. So I mean, it's going to be really exciting to see the future of this team, and obviously you'll be leading that when it comes to the secondary. So, um, real quick, so for next year, right? Obviously, first year under Coach Dykes, the whole new coaching staff. What are some expectations that you have for yourself and the team going into fall camp here in a couple weeks? And as far as expectations in the in the and for me and the team, just get better. Just get better every day because you know everybody that was in that team meeting room before Coach P left and that's in the team meeting room now, they know like it's a completely different atmosphere that we're working with here and we do have a big chance to go and to, to go and get it all, you know, because, you know, we all want that big 12 championship, you know, all that good stuff, but it's what, it's what you got to do leading up to that point. So as far as expectations, just get better 1% every day. Hey, I, once again, I respect that completely. And, you know, personally for yourself, what are some expectations that you're going to hold for yourself throughout this year? And I mean, obviously, I know secondary is still pretty stacked besides a couple of guys transferring out. But what do you what, what are you going to kind of hold yourself to this season? You know, when you do get an opportunity to get on the field. Um, lead, you know, um, when it's my turn and and and, you know, hopefully sooner than later, you know, to be that leader that I need to be for for, you know, for the defense and, and really for the team, because um you know, coming from from last season and and going through this whole uh, transition to this fall to this upcoming fall camp, man, it, it's exciting. You know, and I, I would I would say that everybody has expectations on the team, but um, my personal expectation is just to be ready, be ready when that time comes. I got you, yeah, and I mean, once again, I feel like y'all will be, and I've talked to a couple guys, you know, in the team, you know, the energy is completely different with y'all. It's not the same that it was last year, you know, especially, you know, once things were kind of uncertain with Coach P. So kind of how how is this new energy that this new coaching staff has brought to TCU? How's it kind of, you know, affected y'all in a positive way that you didn't have before last season? Honestly, um, 
my opinion, you know, um, others might have their own opinion, but personally, it feels like high school again, you know, um, last year, it didn't too much feel like, you know, we was having fun, like, you know, this is something that we want to do, but, you know, we got to have fun with it, and I feel like now that we're having fun with it, now we know, like, all right, we need to lock in and get this work done, do this, this, and that, so we can get to point A and B, you know, and, um, yeah, I just feel like, just this whole new energy is really just it, we brought fun back into the game, you know. And I mean, once again, you need to have fun because if you're not having fun, you're not going to play good because, you know, it's it's one of those weird mental things where it's like if you're going to take it, obviously you want to take it serious. But right. if you're not going to enjoy doing what you love, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of doing it as a whole, whether it's, you know, outside of football, you know, work or anything like that. You want to do something that you love. And the fact that, you know, you're able to say, hey, Coach Dykeson's new coaching staff, they're bringing it back to how it felt in high school. That's huge because, I mean, a lot of these guys reminisce back on high school, so the like high school football days. So the fact that they're kind of giving you all that energy and, I mean, you know, obviously when I saw them let y'all play kickball and do all this stuff, it's kind of mm -hmm. cool that they're letting y'all, you know, still be, you know, young adults that y'all are instead of just constantly, you know, just being strictly business. But they do keep the business aspect in it as well because they want y'all to succeed. So, right. So, I mean, it's it's really cool to I mean, be able to hear like how y'all are feeling about this new staff, because I know personally I was kind of, you know, questioning the whole coach Dykes hire, because when you look at some of his past stuff, it's like, oh, OK, but. I do think, honestly, like he really fits this Fort Worth area and fits y'all especially. And, he, and he's, I mean, would you say Coach Dykes is like a player coach, or would you say he's kind of like how Coach P was and he's just a coach coach? Um, personally, I think I think he's a he he's a genuine player coach. You know, um, I've had different experiences with head coaches, um, so it's kind of like I've seen a lot of different head coaches and how they act. You know. Coach mm -hmm. Dice, you know, he just, he just sits back and watches. He kind of just let everybody do their job, you know, he lets his staff do what they need to do for us, and he just lets us do what we need to do for them, you know. So it kind of, like, balanced it out. It's like it, it's like we just set the scale, we even out, you know. It's not just, you know, because I would say, you know, Coach P, when Coach P was here, you know, it was kind of just you only hear Coach P talking. You don't really hear, you know, the D coordinator talking or the O coordinator talking, you know. Now we hear everybody talking. Now we're all putting in, putting in input, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, that makes 100%. I mean, that makes complete sense because, you know, obviously you being on the sidelines, you saw it better than anyone. You know, Coach P is kind of the, you know, he's already out on the, the numbers and everything on the field mid-game. But, yeah. yeah, but Coach Dykes is definitely, like you said, the type that's going to be more laid back, letting the assistant coaches do, you know, what they're getting paid to do. And, I mean, I think it will lead to some good success for y'all. And another thing I want to talk about since we're talking about assistant coaches is, how are you feeling about the new cornerback coach? Personally, I've talked to him a couple of times and I absolutely love him, but you know, obviously you playing cornerback, you know, how has kind of him coming in helped your development a little bit? Um, again, you know, um uh, coming from 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 Coach Mod to Coach Buck, I mean, they're both great, they're both good, great coaches, you know, and they're they're both um provided more for me than just football. Um, but I will say that as far as like what they have to like you know um offer I mean they're adding everything they possibly can to my toolbox you know and not just my toolbox for for football but just for life like coach Buck coach Buck you know he'll stay on top of everybody you know he'll um check in with everybody make sure we're all good and stuff like that 
And the football standpoint, you know, he brought in a lot of different drills and techniques that's only going to make us better as a, as a, as a DB core. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Coach, coach Buck, great coach. I, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, y'all are definitely, I mean, I guess you could say y'all are feeling a little bit more comfortable with these coaches too. I mean, obviously I know, you know, y'all are comfortable with the other coaches, but I mean, just the whole energy and I know I don't mean to keep repeating it, but the whole energy just kind of, you know, being in a couple practice practices seems a little bit different. It seems a little bit more, you know, fun and not just strictly, you know, wanting to gash each other's eyes out. So, but no, uh, and kind of just to not necessarily wrap up the interview, but another, you know, get on a lighter topic. How are you feeling about the whole tech and TCU thing going on right now? With all, the cactus, with, the, with all those cactuses and everything like that. I don't even really too much feed into that, but just know when we play tech, it's up. Hey, hey, you, hey, y'all heard it first. I mean, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna talk my. I'm gonna talk my talk. You know, by myself. But y'all heard it first, all right? Tech fans, watch out when you come to the fourth. I think what November or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some. <laughs> my mic went out. But um, nah, yeah, we're not. We're not really too much worried about tech right now. You know, they're not really our first game. So yeah, I mean, um, obviously, y'all's first game or like the first opponent you need to worry about is going up to Boulder and playing Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how so are you kind of excited you're gonna be going somewhere other than like <laughs> Ames, Iowa, you know, Morgantown? Like you're going <laughs> going up to going up to Colorado and obviously you know what the stadium looks like. It's it's beautiful. So you so is the whole team kind of excited to start out this new era of, of TCU football? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, ahead of us and, and we're ready for it. And we're we're gonna keep working and, and get where we wanna be to to get what we wanna accomplish. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see y'all play uh, September 3rd, right? Because they moved it from Saturday to Friday, I think, right? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm not even too sure about that. <laughs> honestly, you know, we're kind of in the we're kind of in, in the in the grind phase hey. right now, so we so yeah. we don't really know too much about the outside world. We we really inside with it right now. Hey, hey, I'm glad y'all like that. I'd rather y'all be worried about better than yourselves than worrying about what day ESPN is going to be playing y'all's game. So. <laughs> But yeah. uh, but anyway, um, kind of just to wrap it up. So, what is your so what is the game that you're looking forward to the most this year? Like the one game that you like have literally an X on or a circle on for this upcoming season. Not gonna lie, Iowa. Iowa. You know, okay. Yeah. Um, and the reason behind that is because last year. We went up there, you know, it was cold, man. It was cold. It was so cold. Yeah. You know, um, that was kind of my last game to um, play in for my red shirt, my red shirt season. And, um, man, they embarrassed us, man. I was, I, I didn't really too much like how Iowa, how we performed and how Iowa, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cause, you cause, know. Oh, my bad. I was just about to say, um, cause I remember Brees Hall, he had that, unfortunately, monster day against y'all, you know, yeah. the – because he's with the Jets currently, but no, I mean, once again, you know, they lost so many people to the draft and just transfers and everything like that. So, hey, I don't blame you. And we play him down here this year, too. So it won't be, you know, yep. 20 degrees snowing, sleeting, whatever, up in up in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. So, but yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to pretty much be at every single game. I mean, I look forward to definitely seeing you get a bigger role, too, because once again, you are the future of the secondary at TCU. So I'm super excited to see how this whole thing unravels for you and your career, Marvin. 
Appreciate it, Mason. Yeah, no. Nah, and uh, also, guys, if you are interested in checking out Marvin and some of his socials or even just his player page, I will leave all the links down in the description of today's episode. And once again, make sure to make sure to go show my guy Marvin some love for coming on to the episode. I mean, he didn't have to. He took time out of his day to come on. So once again, Marvin, I personally appreciate you coming on, you know, not just as a TCU fan, but as a person, I do appreciate you, you know, taking a chance on me. And yeah, I'm, I look I'm super excited to see y'all play September 3rd up in Colorado. Hey, Mason, appreciate you for having me on here. Cover 7 family, what's going on? Hey, my boy, make sure y'all go check out my boy Marvin. He's going to ball out these next couple years. I'm telling you, mark it down. Remember the name, Marvin Covington. So anyway, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic day, and I will catch y'all later. Peace. Thank you.